Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. It's November 1st, and what's that mean to America? It means it's National Native American Indigenous Month, Heritage Month here in the United States. Not celebrated, by the way, by a lot of people, but uh, we're going to do as much as we can to celebrate uh, and bring you the, uh, the good, the bad, and the truth about uh, why we celebrate this month. Um, to help me in that endeavor is Melissa, the Arctic Wolf Black. How you doing, kid? I feel great. Thank you. Wonderful. And my co-host, as she joins me every week, she's a pain in the ass, but I love her. Um, <laughs> Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. How you doing, man? Doing good. 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 You staying out of trouble? Uh, trying to. You you almost didn't before the show. <laughs> well, let's just say I'm I'm had a worse day at work today, but I'm good now. <laughs> good for you. So we celebrate a reflection of Native American and Alaskan Indigenous Heritage Month uh, with some um, some stories, some videos, some show and tell, um, and a lot of history. Uh, I should point out that we reached out uh, to the. Uh, 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 South Dakota um, uh, National, uh, I'm going to get it right now. Um, uh, uh, the National Indian, the National Indian Board, uh, for, for lack of a better word. Um, but it's, they know who they are. Um, they should know who they are because they turned us down. Uh, you'd think you'd want to celebrate. Uh, and this is a, a, a serious point of contention. And I I came very close to canceling tonight's show, folks. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, it's been difficult to get someone to open up with me about how and why we celebrate um, Native American Month. Essentially, a Native it was actually called Native American History Month. But they don't want this to be known as history they want this to be known as their heritage the history they say is still evolving um melissa your your point um your your um your thoughts on that point i should say um the the difference between the uh, the vernacular the semantics history month or heritage month um what is appropriate in this in this case the history of the relationship between the American indigenous Native American people and the, and, and the U.S. government has been contentious, to say the least. Um, Since day we one. We have always fought 
to keep our heritage and who we are as a people alive. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. when it comes to the history of it, we have had a very hard time with that yeah. because um, we've met a lot of contention. Um, we've been lied to. We've had treaties that were agreed to that were broken. Mm -hmm. um, massive, huge amounts of indigenous people slaughtered for no reason than other than the fact that the U.S. Army could. Um, yeah. As far as our history, it has been egregious to say the least. Um, as far as our heritage goes, we are very proud of our heritage and who we are. We come from a very long, strong line of very proud people. Yes. Um, the federal government has robbed us of pretty much anything that they could. The only thing that we have left is our pride in who we are and the heritage from where we come. Mm. And uh, so, Amelia, what do you know about Native American Month? I know that uh, they're very proud of, like like she was saying, very proud of their heritage and uh -huh. still to this day, because I've met some people that are Indian, no matter what, you know, and they Let me stop very kind you right there, because you, you brought up a, another point of contention. Mm -hmm. Do you re refer to them and address them as Indian or Native American? Well, they were, they say that they're Indian to me or Native American, you know, because they introduced themselves to us. Right. And when I was growing up, my grandfather knew this wonderful man in he was an Indian singer, uh, but he said he was Spanish. He spoke Spanish, and yeah. he said, I'm, "I'm Indian or Native American, and I sing." But my truck broke down. Can you help us fix it? And my grandfather says, "Yes, absolutely. Bring it to my shop." And he was so sweet mm -hmm. and kind of a man. And we broke bread. Uh, and every time that he his van would break down, no matter if he was 200 miles away, he said, "I want to take it to that man, no matter what." And yeah. we're just the same kind of people: Hispanic and Native American Indian. Mm -hmm. And Every time we would break bread, and one time his wife made a beautiful blanket for my grandmother. As thank you live God. in Florida, Million. Yes. Um, Florida is one of the hotbeds mm -hmm. uh, of the Native American foothold. Yes. In America, mm -hmm. um, not a, a secret by any stretch that the uh, the Lenape's, the Sem Seminoles, mm -hmm, and yes. to some degree, the uh, Hapapi tribes yes. were from Florida. Yes. Um, what's the uh, the Native American population look like in Florida now, particularly where you are? Well, I've uh, seen some people there because, of course, they have a, a casino here in Seminole. Yes. And they are the nicest people you would come up to. And they treat us with respect as we treat them with yeah. respect. But I've seen them well, be disrespected as tell well. Tell people why they have a casino. Of course, that's you know how they make their money now. Of course, that's it right there. Mm -hmm. That's how they make their money, mm -hmm. um, which is a sad state of affairs yes. that they have to Very. buy casinos Very to make sad. their money. Um, Melissa, uh, address that for me, please. The fact that Native Americans have to go into the gaming business to make any money where they used to do it with plying their trades and craft. What happened to that?
a lot of our cultures and things that we have done as indigenous people, it, it's slowly starting to disappear. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, while we were some of the wealthiest and the most powerful right. are here originally, um, we've been left with little to nothing. Um, even the land that we were promised has been whittled down to a, a pin drop yeah. in what at one time was massive. Yeah. And I think it just, it kind of came down to, you know, sink or swim. And we did what we had to do. Not that I'll agree with it. Um, there again, the white man did have a lot to do with that when it came to the building of the casinos um, yeah. with, you know, contracts offering us all this money. Um, a lot of the old ways are dying. They're, they're leaving, they're going away and it's a whole Hold different. That point. Era. Hold on to that point for me. Cause I want to address that. Um, you heard me say at the beginning of the show that Native American Heritage Month was not welcomed by everyone, particularly some of the people I spoke to. By the way, uh, someone's saying, hi, Ange. If that's Charlie Norris, can you let me know, Charlie, if that's you, please? Because if that's Charlie, I'm bringing him in here. Um, one of the things that's important to understand is that particularly when it comes to pride in one's heritage, one's background, one's um, place in society, there's generally a sense of overwhelming pride for your accomplishments. The Native American community does not feel that way as demonstrated and illustrated by the fact that I could not get, and I mean this, I could not get anyone to join me on this show. Um, I will tell you that, um, let's see, uh, the, uh, I want to make sure I get this right, because there is a, uh, a group I spoke to. The National Indian Affairs Council it's N-A-I-C. It's the National Indian Affairs Council. That's who I spoke to in, in Sioux City, South Dakota. They all but refused to come on. Actually, they did refuse to come on. Um, and then couldn't provide anyone or wouldn't provide anyone to come on and speak with me. Uh, and I thought about it for a little bit, and I thought to myself, they're probably used to getting people slant history for them. It's not, an, it's never been my intention to slant history for anyone's people. All we do here, all we do here is put out the facts. We speak about the facts. And if it's true, let it rest on its laurels. And if it's not true, tell us what's not true. You have an open forum anytime. Anyone who wants to be here can be here. 
Uh, and we and Amelia and I and uh, and Melissa were not going to judge anyone. Mm-mm. But don't cut us out of the conversation just because we happen to be white. You know, right. uh, that's um, it's it, it's we need to coexist. I don't care if you're red, white, yellow, or or brown, whatever color you are, black. It doesn't make any difference to me. I really don't give a shit. I'll have a conversation with anybody, an open and honest conversation. But when Melissa says to you, and she's absolutely right, when she says to you that the Native Americans have had to resort to certain things because of the government's pressure on them, she's not lying. Well, the history goes back to, you know, Melissa, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about Wounded Knee so we can illustrate what we're talking about? Okay. Wounded Knee, it's also known as the battle or the massacre at Wounded Knee, um, which were nearly 300 Lakota people by the U.S. Army on December 29th, 1890, were slaughtered, most of them being women and children, um, where they had peaceably agreed to go to because they were exercising their right. And there again, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, they were not being allowed to perform a sacred dance yeah. to the Sioux people, which is called the ghost dance. Right. And it really, really scared a lot of people, they felt that it was going to cause an uprisal amongst the Sioux tribe. So the 300 of them willingly agreed to go to this place that they called, um, oh Lord, what was it called? Uh, Sutton Creek. And they were there peaceably. Yeah. Doing their own thing. When on the morning of December 29th, the U.S. Army attacked. Yeah. For no reason at all. Well, and, of course, you know, you know they, they fought story. back. Melissa. And it was, you know. Go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. Please. I think it was. There's been a really long history yeah. of the U.S. Army attacking when it's just women and children and the elderly. We've um, seen that before. Um, we've seen it here.
I'm stopping this for a second. I want I want everyone to take a look at possibly the biggest piece of shit that ever served the United States Congress. His name was Arlen Specter, the late Arlen Specter. This is the same douchebag that gave America the single bullet theory in the Kennedy assassination. This is also the douchebag largely responsible for the attack on Ruby Ridge. Um, he's not with us anymore, for, for which many people are grateful. But you're looking at a covert operation planned months in the making to get this man, uh, Randy Weaver, to simply surrender some weapons. All they had to do was say, can you hand them over? And Mr. Weaver would have been happy to do so. But when you show up at his door with 50 federal marshals and there's only three of you inside, well, that leads uh, you know, to, to a problematic situation. A man's going to defend his home at that point. So uh, let's take a look at the rest of this. And, and what played out is absolutely appalling. <laughs> And that was Ruby Ridge. Um, what do you know about Ruby Ridge? Melissa? Um, I'm not real familiar with it. Um, I know that the feds ascended upon a family of people living there. For well, what reason, I'm, I'm not sure, but they were out of their grasp for what they did. Okay, well, we're going to find out right now what they did. Uh, shortly before dawn, on August 21st, 1992, six heavily armed U.S. Marshals made their way up to the isolated mountaintop home of Randy Weaver and his wife Vicky and their three children on Ruby Ridge, Idaho. Charged with selling two illegal sawed-off shotguns. This is all started over a couple of guns, Okay. You're on a fucking mountaintop in the middle of bumfuck Egypt. Of course, they got guns up there. Okay. But let's let's follow the narrative, though. Charged with selling two illegal sawed-off shotguns to an undercover agent. Why they were up there in the beginning, I have no fucking clue. Weaver had failed to appear in court, and law enforcement was tasked with bringing him in. For months, the Weavers had been holed up in their property, on a cache of, with a cache of firearms, including. Some automatic weapons. And when the federal agents killed the family dog, a firefight broke out. You want something to happen, kill the family pet. Okay? You want a guy to go crazy, kill his dog. Because that'll set him off every fucking time. The standoff that mesmerized the nation will leave Weaver injured, his wife and son dead, the family dog dead, and some convinced that the federal government was out of control. Do you fucking think? Do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they absolutely were, and they still are. Um, let's see. Um, Jonestown, 
um, Waco, Texas, um, Ruby Ridge, um, uh, San Diego, California, Sacramento, California. I can go on, you guys. Eyewitness accounts, including interviews with Weaver's daughter and federal agents involved in the confrontation, Ruby Ridge helped give rise to the modern American militia movement. That's a fact, folks. That's a fact. We have American militia now because Ruby Ridge happened. Had it not, we'd all be saying, let's take trips to Disneyland, one family at a time. But uh, no, that didn't work out that way. Um, Amelia, mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about your knowledge of Native American history in general. Where did you? What, what do you know about Native American history, and where did you learn it? Well, of course, we I'm had trying to make a point here. Of course, we had our history books in school. You know, of course, what we taught were taught that we were supposedly stop. taught. Stop! Stop right there. You learned about it in school. Pretty much, yes. I didn't. We we were never taught. Really? We were never. Melissa, were you mm-hmm. ever taught in school? Native American history? Um, no, I was not. I was and not either. What I was taught was incorrect. Well, I, I wasn't taught anything about American history. I, I mean, Native American history in school. That's why when Amelia said school, I went, stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue, Amelia. I yep. want to hear this history lesson. You um, Basically, Native it was American just... history lesson. Basically, it was like maybe a chapter or two. Uh, yeah. They said, you know, General Custer did this and the Native Americans. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Know. Hold on, hold on. You know. Custer. Yeah. Custer is a pubic yeah. hair in mm-hmm. the fiber yeah. of the Native American movement. Basically, he George was George right. Custer is like this. Mm-hmm. Basically. Okay? He they, doesn't amount to this. Mm-hmm. Not a pubic hair. Basically, they, they did this, and they called it Indians, okay? Indians were wrong, and Americans were right. The soldiers were right. Everybody else was wrong. And the history is that you shouldn't trust anybody. And I'm like, well, hold on. Hold on just a minute here. We need to – there's both sides well, of no, the they story got that, here. They have, hold on a second. They got that part right. Don't trust anybody. Exactly. They and got I'm that like, part right. I'm like, wait a minute. There's two sides of the story here. Hold on. Why can't we learn both? We're like, well, this is my history class. I'm like, what? I got in trouble for that. But you know what? Yeah. I had. To I want to see what Melissa's doing on her phone over here. Okay, so what's going was, on with you? I was telling my, my mom. I was like, you know what, mom? I said, all I did is tell the teacher I wanted to hear both sides of the story. There's There has to be both sides of the story. Right. Why can't we hear both? All right, Melissa, so what's you going know? on? You were looking something up, evidently. Um, I would like to know how elderly women and children were wrong. How was digging a a great hole and throwing 300 and something people in a hole on top of each other like they were garbage how was that right? Um, you're going to have to ask the Germans about that because they seem to have done the same thing in World War II. Mm-hmm. See, so I, that's I, I don't get that. That's not taught. Um, there's a lot of things that have went on with the Native Americans throughout mm-hmm. history that aren't even mentioned. Um, nope. One of them being 
there again with the Sioux Indian people. When the Sioux originally were from a place called Minnetonka, Minnesota. Absolutely. And the day after Christmas, they were supposed to hang 300 and something. Um, Abraham Lincoln parted it down to only 38. Yeah. On the day after Christmas, well, 30 the story behind Native that? Americans were hung. Chiefs, elders, medicine men. Okay. For no reason. You need to slow down a minute because I asked you a question in there. Um, tell everybody what, what what was behind that. You went from 350, 60, or 70, somewhere around there, to where 38. Why the disparity? Why did Lincoln feel like uh, that was an appropriate number? There has to be a history to that. It's from what everything that I can understand and what I have read and yeah. have learned through watching, um, the Native Americans were starving. They okay. were starving to death. They had no food. It was cold. It mm -hmm. was December. And the stuff that they were promised to be given, the rations, yeah. were not. They did not receive them. So... Because of that, they had to fight back for themselves mm -hmm. just to survive. And in doing so, several of them were imprisoned. Over 300 of them were imprisoned in the fort there. And yeah. they were going to kill the whole, the whole lot of them. But Abraham Lincoln decided to be generous and spared all but 38 which, by the way, is the biggest mass genocide in U.S. history of indigenous people at one time. Yeah. They were hung. Yep. That and what know. I find incredible is even though that was going on, they still held no remorse. They hold no anger or no bitterness in their heart toward them. Right. They actually went out holding hands. As That's best as interesting. possible. I have to tell you that this country, and if you think I'm lying, look it up. This country has not spent a dime on a Native American monument. You're going to see something tonight. In fact, in a moment. Um, it's Crazy Horse Mountain. All the money raised for Crazy Horse Mountain was raised privately. Okay. The government gave not one red cent. In fact, let's take a look at this right now. This is truly dedication in stone. This project really has its roots back in 1939. That's when a sculptor from Massachusetts by the name of Korchak Julkowski came here to the Black Hills of South Dakota to work on Mount Rushmore. Not too long after that, Chief Standing Bear invited the sculptor to work on a mountainous tribute to the Native American Indian, honoring their culture, their traditions, their heritage, and their heroes. In 1947, Jolkowski made good on that and began the Crazy Horse Memorial. Mother helped build those stairs up the mountain. And Dad would say whenever he dropped a hammer, she was right there to pick it up. At one point, didn't they start getting help? When they had 10 children. But we have a lot of help. We're not alone. I started 35 years ago, but I've actually worked on the mountain 27. I have had the opportunity to at least see the face done. 
And Korchak, you know, did all this work without being able to see that. So right now we are walking on what will be Crazy Horse's arm out to his pointing finger. And when you come up here, they tell you to not turn around until you're far enough out so that you can really get that true impression of Crazy Horse's face. It is nearly 90 feet tall. So I'm going to turn around and take a look at it. And wow, it's pretty impressive. My lands are where my dead lie buried. And that's what this mountain is representing. And that's an answer to... A white trader asked Indian uh, Crazy Horse, where are your lands now, to Shunka Whitco, and he pointed over his horse and said, my lands are where my dead lie buried. Sorry. That was a spiteful question, wasn't it? And so he, he answered, like, this is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. This is where my people are. Yeah. It has so much meaning to you. Yep. When all is said and done, it'll be 641 feet long and 563 feet tall. Just up the road is Mount Rushmore. Those four presidents' heads are 60 feet tall each. Together, they would fit in just crazy horse's head. Do you have any idea how long this is going to take? By the time I'm an old lady, it should look pretty good. And pretty I'm good. not being a smart alley. <laughs> pretty good meaning yeah. done? Oh, it won't be done. I'll, I'll be dead before it's done. That's absolutely remarkable. That's beautiful. Melissa, let's talk for a second. I watched your face the entire time we're watching those videos, and you're very emotional. 
Are you okay? I'm fine. It's just my heart breaks for the injustice that has been done to these beautiful people. Um, Mount Rushmore's finished. Why isn't ours finished? Exactly. Well, I'll tell you why. That's a very fair question because Mount Rushmore was given federal funds. Crazy Horse was not. No. We have an interesting comment from Facebook. The deep state hasn't done the deep state hasn't done anything for anybody unless it be, it benefits them. Ties right into what you just talked about. That mm-hmm. could not have been more serendipitous. That's why now all will be exposed for righteous who done right in the sight of God. Amen. Whoever said that, mm-hmm. I'm keeping that comment. Believe Absolutely. me. I'm keeping that. That was a great comment. And whoever you are, I'd love you to identify yourself. And thank you for being with us. Um, it, it's painful. Uh, you heard, again, everybody, if you're just joining us, you heard what I said at the beginning of the show, and if you weren't here, let me repeat it. I had a hell of a time getting Native American representatives to come on the show tonight because they were so afraid that I would slant uh, public opinion in favor of the U.S. They don't know me, believe me. You know, I've said this many, many times. I love my country, but I can't stand my government. (laughs) The, I'll t- there's one thing the U.S. government could do, and I will tell you, honest to God, on my hand to God, if the U.S. government did one thing, I would, I will cease and desist from bashing them ever again. All they have to do is tell the truth. That's all. That's all you got to do. Yep. Tell the truth. If you say to the American people, if Joe Biden comes on television on every channel like he usually does and says, my fellow Americans, I'm going to fuck over the country, I'll have a lot more respect for him. Or admit that he did. <laughs> that, yeah, or admit that he did. <laughs> I will have much more respect for him. Mm-hmm. Then if he says, you know, I'm going to do this and do that and then turn around and fuck everybody. I'd, mm-hmm. ra- I'd rather you just tell me uh, to my face, you're going to fuck me over. At least I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're honest about it. I'll give you kudos for honesty. But the U.S. government was never honest with the Native Americans. No. Not from day one. They promised them the moon. We'll make you partners in this new, this new country we got. Yeah. Up your yes. ass. Yeah. Okay. Is what they got. That's what they got. Um, I want to change this because Melissa's crying. My heart's breaking for her. Yeah. Because I love Melissa and I, I just don't, it, it kills me to see that. Here's what I want to do I want to make Melissa happy because I'm going to show you something that's going to put a smile on your face. You ready for this one? Now, Amelia, you ready for this one too? Yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Watch, watch this. I think you're going to love this. I really, really do. Whoop, where'd it go? Here you go. Ah, damn. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> there it goes.
Just give him, give him a second. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is a Native American tribal dance, hip hop style. Melissa, this dance is called the Hunter. That was called The Hunter. That dancer melded traditional Native American dance with traditional hoop dancing with hip-hop. Wow. Okay? He melded three styles of dance into a flawless routine and did it wearing a leather jacket and baggy pants. Okay? (laughs) 
How those pants didn't fall down to his ankles, I don't know. <laughs> but that is brilliant. Okay, that's just absolutely brilliant. Um, and I loved it. When I saw that, I said, oh, man, I got to show this. Um, so let's talk a, a little bit about this. Apparently, there is still, and I would have loved to have Charlie here tonight because Charlie's yeah. a, a full blood. Um, I would love to understand why the bad blood between the Native Americans and the federales, as they call them, the federal government, runs so deeply. I understand what they did. I understand what the federal government has done. Um, this is Charlie. Um... Let me see. Oh, I missed your call. Uh, I just can't hook up the link. It's uh, something. Okay. Um, okay. Here's what Charlie says. Um, I've never seen anything like this. It makes me feel good. We've evolved and are still here after facing genocide. You know what, Charlie? Melissa said the same thing, brother. She said the exact same thing. Um, and I was just asking, it's funny, because I'm just in that line of questioning. I wonder why, and I, again, I'll repeat what I said. I wonder why after all this time that the Native American community and the federal government just cannot get along. The, the U.S. government, to the point, to the point, has recognized the Indian nation as a separate nation living on the same continent. That, that's what we're talking about. Did you know, did you know that the federal government cannot prosecute an indigenous individual? The, the tribal committee or whatever they want to call it, the, the tribal committee has to prosecute that person. Mm -hmm. And except in certain extenuating circumstances where that person has done mass harm to people outside of his tribe. That's that's I had to look this shit up. You can't make this stuff up. Go. Please look it up. Right. Yeah. Uh, and there's a great website that I want to direct everybody to. Uh, and I want to I want to tell you exactly where it is. It's very important. Um, it's called the Native American Heritage Month .gov, and it's got everything on there and every link you'll need, um, you know, to, to do your references and research and cross-referencing. It's got everything on there. Um, you're going to see a couple more dances tonight, and then you're going to see what we believe is the oldest known Native American film ever. Uh, dates back to 18, I want to get this right, um, 1893, I believe, is what you're going to see. But let's take a look at this. And this is a traditional dance, and here's the explanation, the lead up to it. Yat a quasin and washing donigi dot ash a shan price in shea, ashahint and then the schlidots and the bithy bashes chain, hobaha e dash chedo, my dash gijni da e dashinelle, a cotoha jole hol yende in asha, 
Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, uh, people of uh, this very politically charged town, Washington, D.C. It is an honor and a privilege to be here today to share with you our traditional dances, dances that are reflective of our culture and of our traditions. We come from the southwestern region of the United States, the Four Corners, and so uh, we are here today to share with you our traditional uh, style of dances. We are not entertainers, nor do we consider what we do as entertainment. We are performing ambassadors to our great Navajo Nation, and we are simply here to share with you um, the uniqueness of our way, of our culture, of our traditions. And so we're going to go ahead and get right underway. I think many of you have waited enough. So without further ado, um, I'll go ahead and explain the meaning and the significance of this dance upon its conclusion. But we're going to get right into our first program with our first dance, which we refer to as the basket dance. And I hope all of you will enjoy. Thank you. I was fascinated by this. It's called the basket dance. <laughs> Amelia, watch these Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
This is probably like the 20th time I've watched this. Wow. Okay. And I mean, like, literally. And every time I watch it, I count another animal that he did. Mm-hmm. He did a, a buffalo, an elephant, a horse. He did a cow. He did, um, he did a zebra, a flower, a butterfly, an eagle. Uh, another bird of some sort that I can't figure out. He did um, 
Um, oh, God. Um, oh, shit. Uh, a horse? Did I say a horse? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm throwing two horses in there. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I watch that dance, he did, he's like, every time I watch, he's got like the, another thing going. And uh, something that I missed from before. Wow. Um, that's called the hoop dance. Apparently, that's a a traditional dance. I want to see if Charlie's still here. That's um, so amazing. Oh, here's Charlie, yeah. Navajo tribe is the largest tribe in the U.S. They're one of the tribes whose peyote, oh, oh and they also live on some of the poorest reservations. That I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about that, Charlie. That's one of the reasons that Native American tribes have to buy casinos. Uh, and they can do so relatively inexpensively and, and earn some money for their, for not only for themselves, but for their tribes. Um, the biggest that I know of in the U.S. is in Connecticut. It's called Foxwoods. Uh, it is among the largest and richest of the Native American casinos in America. Uh, and there are a lot of them. Um, none in Las Vegas, however, none. Um, but in Idaho, um, uh, uh, oh, God, uh, Minnesota, um, Wisconsin, um, God, where else? Um, Oregon. Where else? Oregon also has a couple Oregon, of them. Yes, Oregon. Yeah, yeah Oregon, for sure. Um and I mean, I believe Washington State, I believe Washington State, uh, up around above Seattle. Um, and we do have a lot of indigenous people here. Sadly, like Charlie said, they are among some of the poorest people in the country because they don't the the, the blessing mm-hmm. and uh, the curse. It's kind of simultaneous. They are their own nation, but, and as I said a moment ago, the U.S. government has very little say over indigenous people, except when it comes to the care for those people. And even in some cases, however, the nations, the, the, the Native American nations often, and I don't understand this, they often turn down help from the federal government. I guess for fear of um, perhaps fear of having to do business with them or, you know, sleeping with the enemy kind of thing, because they do still very much consider the federal government their enemy. And that's something that's never changed since day one. And I mean, I say day one, I mean, like 300, 400 years ago, day one, like a long fucking time ago. Because um, we're talking, that's how far back we're talking. Yes. We're talking three, 400 years. They were here long before, long before. Way before anybody else was. Way before Christopher Columbus. Uh-huh. Way before anybody else. Long before. As a country, we've only been here 200 and whatever the hell the years, right? Whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. What the fuck. Yeah, anyway, a couple of hundred years, right? Yeah, because it was and, their land before anybody else. Around, yes, it's and that's that's exactly mm-hmm. right, Amelia. 
Yes. Uh, and this is their land, and they've been here a hell of a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of strangers came in and decided to take everything over. Yes. And we've been doing it since ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, Melissa, I'm going to bring you up front and center, sweetie. Um, you've been really kind of like I've never seen you before. Very emotional, very, um, you know, wearing your pride on your sleeve. Um, you're touching my heart when I tell you. Um, I want to find out what all this means to you. It's very, very hard for me to convey the pride I have in where I come from and who I am. Mm-hmm. It's very, very hard to get other people to understand my pain and my hurt and my anger I and understand it, where it comes from. Yeah. Um, you know, we have been taught from almost day one that we are nothing, that we are less than scum. When we refuse to comply, they do things like come in and steal the children off of our reservations and stick them into schools, cut their hair, give them American names, refuse to allow them to even speak their own language in an attempt to, how would they say, to civilize us because we're savage, we're 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 heathens, we're we're not even we're lower than dogs, you know. Even a dog gets a bone every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, they used to have a saying. It says, "Kill the Indian, save the man." That is what they put up in all of these schools that they had. Alaska alone, where I live, had 23 of them. Yeah. Um, We won't even get in to how many children died, were killed and murdered in those schools. Yeah. Charlie, um, just to interrupt for just a moment, uh, Charlie Norris is with us. Uh, You see there says Facebook user. That's our friend, Charlie Norris. Mm -hmm. He's a friend of mine, a friend of the show. Uh, I, I tried reaching out to Charlie today. He says the federal government broke, and, and this is true. I actually checked this out. I do know this to be factual. The federal government broke every treaty with every tribe, every single one. And, Charlie, we actually said that. I actually mm-hmm. said that yes. earlier in the show, that because of this mixed bag of nuts here, you know, the, the, the federal government granted, uh, at, you know, autonomy to the Native American people. Mm-hmm. In other words, they are their own nation. But the downside of that now is they have to come up with their own ways to to live, yes. to make money, to find health care, except in rare circumstances when the federal government 
will will get involved and provide health care for children or what have you um, because perhaps their parents or their tribe can't. Um, Melissa brings up a very, very poignant story when she tells you, and it's really not a story, it's a fact, that, and you can look this up please, if you think that we're kidding about this, please look it up. Um, Um, representatives of the state I'll just put it I'll be kind and say that representatives of the state would come in onto reservations take their children take the native children put them into school because it was you know the right thing to do because every child had to go to school well they do now on the reservation yes um, but they would take kids and Americanized them. Essentially what they did, they Americanized them. They gave them American names. Uh, they cut their hair. Uh, they did everything they could to make them look like, <laughs> I hate this word, normal American people. Whatever the fuck normal is. Because, um, you know, I don't look like nobody. Um, yeah, thank God. Um, and the Native Americans that I know don't look like anybody. And I'm grateful for that. That's the individuality. What happens when government is involved? Any government anywhere on planet Earth, pick a country, any country. When a government gets involved, individuality dies. It dies a slow, horrific, painful death. That's what happens. You can like that. You cannot like that. That's a fact. If you disagree with me, come on to my show and prove me wrong. You have an open forum anytime. Absolutely. I will tell people that one of my spirit guides, and everyone knows they watch the show, they know I'm a psychic. It's never been, ever, ever, ever been a secret on this show. One of my spirit guides is Silver Eagle. I don't know where Silver Eagle comes from. I just know that he is a Native American, very close to Marion Seymour, who worked with me in spirit. And Silver Eagle, once in a while, brings in a spirit with him called Mary Rainwater. Now, I don't know. Who, you know who that is? Do you know who that is? When I say Mary Rainwater, Melissa? The name is very, very familiar to me. Because you, uh, you perked up when I said that. Mm -hmm. You go, mm. I believe she was a medicine woman. I think you may be right. Because one of my gifts is I'm a medical intuitive. Mm -hmm. um, and Mary Rainwater often accompanies Silver Eagle. And Silver Eagle, I, I rarely, I rarely call upon silver eagle because when i do it's mighty mighty important mm -hmm. um otherwise mary and seymour are quite capable uh and god is more than capable of providing me the information i need um but it's interesting too that the native american community believe very much in what we represent here on this show 
when I say we, I'm talking about the psychic community because mm -hmm. they're a very spiritual community. Very spiritual community. Uh, and I consider, you know, Amelia has been with me long enough to know mm -hmm. I can I've never been a religious person, but mm -hmm. I'm a spiritual person. There. And you you've been with me long enough on the show to know that. Absolutely. Um, I will tell people mm -hmm. if you um, if you know and understand what Melissa is talking about, you too will have a broken heart tonight and you should your heart should break to be made whole again. Um, and perhaps this show came full circle because I'm, I started off with a dance and I'm going to end up with a dance. Um, before we do, I want to show you what we believe to be the very first Native American film ever captured. It's part of this collage here. So take a look. of film that you're going to see is the is the oldest known footage of Native Americans anywhere. So let's take a look at this and it's and and please view this with reverence. 1894.
That's fascinating. That's beautiful, the feathers. Absolutely. Um, I was going to do something. I'm not going to do it, though. I was going to show you a traditional war dance. I'm not going to do that, though. I've actually just deleted it. Uh, something much better came up. Something unexpected. And those are the gems. Our friend Charlie Norris wrote this. We're taught to be ashamed of ourselves, especially in the Catholic school I attended. I don't like religion of any kind. Being a Native American is not a religion. It's a way of life. And I cannot think of a better way to end the show than to say, God bless you, Charlie Norris. May the Absolutely. spirits continue to be with you. Yes, Charlie. You are as much a guest and a friend of the show as anyone. Absolutely. You're welcome here, my brother, anytime. Yes, Charlie. Someday we will someday figure out how to get your damn thing to work. <laughs> we'll figure Amelia it out, Charlie. Will, that's Amelia's <laughs> job. You're going to have to figure it out for Charlie. I, don't I know promise I will, Charlie. We'll work together on this. <laughs> yeah. But that is absolutely brilliant. We're taught to be ashamed of ourselves. Like what, um, what Melissa said earlier in the show. You know, uh -huh. we were we called this show. Funny how things work out. We called this show a celebration of Native American heritage. Well, perhaps now we can celebrate it. Uh, I was very skeptical going into whether we could celebrate it, but leave it to Charlie Norris and all the good spirits, the great spirit to come through. Um, being a Native American is not a religion. It's a way of life. And that's the way we're going to end the show tonight. Four, Charlie Thunder Norris. Thunderfoot. We miss you, Thunderfoot. Yes. Four, Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. For the new love of my life, Melissa, the Arctic Wolf Black. I am the Pitbull. No, I'm not. I'm the man. <laughs> That's me. I'm the man, dog. See that? Because I'm looking at the thing that says Pitbull over here. <laughs> Shithead. Take care, folks. I got to get her off of here because she's making nuts. You hear that, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, he heard it. Go away. Bye-bye. <laughs>